Hi everyone, this is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley and Alex Yankovich. Hey guys, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. We are so excited for another incredible week. This week, we have a very good friend joining us later in our episode. Her name is Laura Kaufman. She is a textbook example of just joy, positivity, um, and honestly, true talent that can do just about anything, whether it be concert work, uh, ballet repertoire, or landing a Broadway show. So definitely stick around because you won't want to miss her story. But before we get there, make sure that you are following us on social media. We would love to stay in touch with you. You can find us on Instagram at Inside Dance Podcast. While you're there, also go ahead and follow our friends, our partners, and our sponsors over at Inside Dance Magazine. You can find them at Inside Dance Mag. And last but not least, we would love to hear from you if there's anything that you want us to discuss, or maybe you just want to say hi. <laughs> We'd love to say hi back. You can write us at insidedancepodcast at gmail.com. This week for our community spotlight, we chose Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, also known as BCEFA. They are truly the philanthropic heart of Broadway. Um, they are super important to our special guest this week and also important to us. And if you are not familiar with them, they are the nation's leading industry-based nonprofit AIDS fundraising and grant-making organization. They draw upon the talents and resources and generosity of the American theater community. And since 1988... BCEFA has raised more than $300 million for essential services for people with HIV, AIDS, and other critical illnesses in all 50 states, as well as Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. Some of you may be familiar with Broadway Bears, which is the show that is created and produced through BCEFA. It's a huge fundraiser where they utilize, you know, all the talents of the theater community uh, 360. And Taylor and I have actually had some friends who have participated in it. And it's really become this amazing tradition. And the first Broadway Bears was actually in 1992. It was presented by Jerry Mitchell and the company of the Will Rogers Follies at Splash Bar. And it was just eight dancers in a rotation performing at a bar and they raised more than $8,000. So since then, the event has continuously performed and sold out some of the most popular clubs in Manhattan. And like I said, it's become this amazing tradition. Uh, I'm not sure if they're doing any virtual Broadway bears this year, but uh, we will give you all their information to follow so we can make sure we're up to date on that and support if we, if we can. So they're really an incredible organization. BCEFA has made such a positive impact on our community. So to donate and find more info, you can visit their website at www.broadwaycares.org or you can follow them on Instagram at BCEFA. We will have all of these links posted in our description below. Um, Alex, what's on your mind? How are you? How was your weekend? Ah, I'm doing good. Oh my gosh, this weekend. Okay, yes, this weekend. I had my last weekend of judging um, until nationals. Um, and it was good. It was fun. The crew that I was with was all from LA. And so we all, one of the uh, other judges I was working with, she used to judge me when I was... Um, no like 12 years old. Yeah. And so we had a fun time um, catching up on all of that. And it's so interesting, you know, watching 14 hours of dance a day, like inspires me, you would think it would exhaust you, but it's super fun. I'm always like writing down more songs that I'm like, Oh my God, yes, I should bring this song back. Like that one's so good. Um, but yeah, things are good. It's crazy how 
the world is kind of opening. Oh, and I got my second vaccine finally. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great. So that's exciting. The world is opening back up, which is so wonderful for the entertainment industry. I'm just trying to like keep things afloat because I feel like I'm getting excited and like wanting to do too many things. So I'm really trying to just reel it back in and stay present still and like add little bits of COVID that I liked, like the little, uh, making the little things matter and, uh, my like friendships and connections, making that really relevant in my life. So I'm trying to like keep that going while everything opens back up. Um, but, but yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I feel a little, I definitely feel, um, I'll say the word excitement rather than anxiety, the excitement towards everything mm. opening up. But I also feel like I'm like one step behind, um, which is ironic because we just had this entire year to like get everything in order, which like I do feel like prepared and excited. But now, I don't know, maybe it's like my stamina of just like um, scheduling and like getting back to life and um, having kind of that urgency again. I don't know. It's just a little bit, I'm feeling um, just like I'm playing catch up, but it's okay. I know it will all readjust and realign here um once things are open but i'm super super excited and grateful just to be um you know getting emails for castings and gigs and um, even if i'm not able to go to them it's just uh, exciting to see this forward motion um i know let's see on a personal level what's happening um here in las vegas uh there's a show that i'm a part of that will be premiering this week called ignite so if you're in the las vegas area and you're free may 7th and 8th um it's going to be an outdoor show experience happening 40 minutes away at sandy valley ranch and just a really really amazing show combining dance acrobatics um and it all takes place outdoors under like the Las Vegas sky, um, or I shouldn't say Las Vegas sky, but the stars that are uh, much more visible away from the light of the Las Vegas <laughs> sky. So uh, it should be a really, really cool event. But yeah, busy doing that. Um, I had a wedding this weekend. Um, and it was great to just reconnect with people and, you know, be, uh, even though it's not a dance official dance industry thing just like being on a dance floor dancing with people again i feel like my soul is reignited um similar to you you know give or take the 14 hours of competition dances but (laughs) excited to just yeah be dancing and moving and um getting back to it so it feels good well that's exciting um i was gonna say we hope you guys enjoyed our last episode with our wonderful amazing mothers um and that that was you know for the entire celebration of may for mother's day mother's day is all may we full-on calling ourselves out alex and i thought it was last week and literally yeah yeah remember what i said about feeling a step behind case in point um but yeah, uh, we last week we're so excited to have our mothers on. Shout out again to them. If you if you missed that episode, definitely check it out. But we full on thought Mother's Day was last Sunday, so you know sometimes you just gotta look in the mirror, smile at yourself, and be like, "It's fine. We're doing our best. We're gonna make it work." But you know, uh, we really tied that together. Absolutely. Um, well, before we dive into our amazing interview with Laura this week, um, I just wanted to to ask you, Alex. Um, what <laughs> I just said, wet. Yeah. Um, as we're opening up and returning back to this um, somewhat state of normal, where can our listeners, if we have any um, listeners from California, where can they find you? Where can they keep up with you? And what's your teaching schedule looking like these days? Oh my God. Well, I teach at, there's a couple studios I teach at that are not available for drop in. Um, right now I'm teaching at elite dance center that's in Woodland Hills. Um, And then I also teach for Pasadena Dance Theater, which is kind of like a conservatory. But I teach every Thursday night at the house. Um, 
which is in Agora Hills. And that is a adult drop-in class, super safe, masks required, limited spots. And that's been super fun. But I've been doing a lot of masterclasses lately and dropping into studios um, here and there for that. So I will keep you guys updated. I always have that going on um, on my Instagram whenever I'm doing drop-in. Oh, and I teach, I sub quite often for Groove Interactive, which is uh, Guy Amir's online platform that he has. And he has all of these amazing teachers come in and teach these students from around the world. So I sub for him quite often, probably once a week. So you guys, that always is on my Instagram. And um, yeah, if you guys ever want to drop into that, it's actually for online class, which it's amazing we have access to it, but his setup is really incredible. So Mm -hmm. it's high quality. Sound is great. Music is great. The setup is awesome. It's very, very fun. But yeah. What about you, Taylor? I feel Um, like you're similar where we teach like everywhere. There's only a few drop-in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My, my Vegas crew, um, you can find me. I, I sub at millennium whenever I can. Um, and similarly, I post that on my social media as well. Um, everything from you know, musical theater to contemporary to tour, hip hop, choreography. I don't know. I'm just very yes man when it comes to millennium, which I love. Shout out Chelsea. Thanks for having me in always. Um, but I teach re- pretty regularly at two dance studios, um, Evolve Dance Center on Monday evenings. It's a youth um, dance company, uh, but they do allow drop-ins. And then I teach at the Rock Center for Dance on Thursdays as well. So um, yeah, just like you, I post everything on my teaching uh Sorry, on my dance Instagram, which is at Brad Corio. Um, but I also have a handful of opportunities coming up. I know there's some dance studios that I'm just solidifying summer intensives with. And um, I know a handful of them are more the merrier. Um, so when it comes to drop-ins for those, definitely I will post that information once it's all solidified. But um, yay, excited for both of us to be back in the studio a little bit more often. Um, and if our listeners are out there and can ever make a class, please let us know. We'd love to meet you. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on to our amazing interview with Laura for this week. Stick around guys. You don't want to miss it. All right, guys, we are so excited to welcome this week's very special guest. She's a dear friend of both Alex and mine. She is also an alumni of the University of Arizona. Um, her credits include American in Paris, the tour, uh, the tour of Cats, um, Odyssey Dance Theater. She is just an absolute ray of sunshine. We are thrilled to welcome and introduce to you Laura Kaufman. Hi, Laura. Hi guys! I'm so happy to be here. Thanks We're for so having me. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, I'm so happy. You look Yay. amazing. You Thank sound you. amazing. Because um, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's I don't think we've all seen each other probably since college, right? It's been well. I mean, Laura, we have well, our funny story. I was of, gonna say we <laughs> have our orange somewhere. Well, we'll get I into that story soon. <laughs> I haven't seen Alex though. It def- I think it's been since college. Which it's been we are. So it's way longer ago than I would like to admit. So we'll <laughs> pretend it was just a couple of years ago. Thank right. God for Instagram though, because I feel like I see you every day, and I try to take your ballet class. So I feel like I have seen it's you. But yeah, sweet. it's been a while. Totally, it's a blessing to be able to stay in touch in that yeah. way these absolutely days, so. so so i have to just like start with our funny story laura so <laughs> um so um laura was it was it was you were on tour for cats right yeah um, yeah so we're in the san diego airport and um for whatever reason i don't know what is in the air there but every time in the san diego airport i'm like 
I always see someone I know, or I always run into somebody. Um, <laughs> and so we're waiting to board our flight to Vegas. Um, and we're in the terminal. And this, this man, this older gentleman spills a thing of orange juice and it goes like everywhere. And both <laughs> Like I turn around and go, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me help you. At the same time, this sweet voice turns around and go, oh, sir, I'm so sorry. Let me help you. And I look up and I go, Laura? (laughs) I was like, what are you doing here? I have a little bit of an amendment. He spilled the orange juice all over me, which is like pretty (laughs) typical for like a travel day for me. So like, I think you turned around and like, I was there in the middle of this kerfuffle with like orange juice <laughs> covering me. And I remember being like, Taylor, but then I was like sticky with orange juice. And I was like, <laughs> so the orange juice brought us together because if that wouldn't have happened, I don't know if we would have seen each other in that moment. I was just telling this story to someone the other day. That was just so funny. Honestly, Wait. Tropicana, if you're looking for any, <laughs> yeah. or if, if, if you're looking for a platform, we would love to have a sponsor. So Absolutely. <laughs> also, classic. Classic dancer to be like, someone spills orange juice on you, and you're like, I'm so sorry, can I? (laughs) Of course, I think I cleaned the entire thing up, and he like went along his merry way while I'm on the ground. Laura has like a broom. (laughs) Literally. Excuse me, does anyone have a mop around here? I love that. Yeah. So I'm uh, glad I got to see you, Taylor. <laughs> you know, you know, what's the saying? No, no stress over spilt milk, but good friends over spilled orange juice. So that's definitely uh, our yeah. thing. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's, let's take it back, Laura, from the beginning of time, a little bit about oh, wow. where you're from and how you got into dancing. Amazing. So I am from Prairie Village, Kansas, the most like Kansan name of a town. Um, but So yeah, I grew up in Prairie Village and I started dancing. Actually, I did my first musical, Oklahoma, when I was four years old. I had seen my cousin and Annie like a few months before and I was like, I want to do that. And so my mom found this ad in the newspaper and I went and sang happy birthday and auditioned for Oklahoma. And I got, I mean, it was a little community theater thing, but I got in. And so I first kind of started doing musicals and then we realized that I should be dancing, you know, to be able to like support my love of musicals. So started dancing at, um, it's called Miller Marley School of Dance and Voice. I was a small studio here in Kansas and I was there my whole, till I was 17. And um, we always, we did ballet, tap, jazz. It was very like Broadway, kind of a performer um, type studio. So I, I always laugh because I'm already going on a tangent, but I always laugh because I was really, really till I was like 13. I actually didn't, I didn't really like ballet and I didn't get it. I was like the kid that like all my little ballerina friends were like these perfect little Trinas. And I was like, like in my arabesque, just have this like huge smile. And my just like my leg would be, I don't know. I was not, not the most naturally gifted child. I like didn't have my splits till I was like 13. So I had to work very hard. Um, so anyway, I, that was my, I started for musicals and I kind of like, I loved tap as a kid. We have a really amazing tap program at my studio. Um, and then I kind of like fell into love with ballet around my teens and really like honed in and focused on that. But, um, I think that the nature of my studio kind of paved me for my life at, you know, at U of A triple track and then everything I've done since then, it's been, um, many styles of dance, which has been so amazing. And I feel lucky to have had that from a young age. Oh, yes. This is amazing because me meeting you in college, like I would have thought you were a ballerina since day one. 
like born in a tutu born in a tutu like you are and i always loved i always loved watching you dance because ballet was something that was a kind of a struggle for me i felt like i was relearning all the rules in college but i would watch you and kelly moeller as well and be like oh my god these girls are taking up so much space they're traveling like their plie is so good but they're also using their facial expressions in a way that I, I understand. And totally. so that makes so much sense that your training had all of that musical Broadway aspect to it. And of course, Oklahoma though, is like a ballet, a dream, the whole dream ballet. It was a whole totally. sequence. I mean, so perfect I, for that. I wasn't doing that yet, but yes, exactly. Yeah. It's actually funny. And I'm like probably cutting forward, but I actually credit um, U of A for a lot yeah. of my like really amazing ballet training, because I think like, I had like the rough potential coming out of high school, but like, I would have never been one of those. Like I know for a fact without my four years at U of A, I would not be performing professionally. Like there were so many things to like work out and learn and hone and um, expand upon. And I feel like U of A really, really formed me as a dancer. And even as with my ballet, I feel like that's kind of when I like stepped into that out of high school, like I would not have been able to be someone that like stepped into a company, you know, I just I wasn't ready for that. And I had a lot to work on. So yeah, it, it was like a it was a journey to get to get there. Um, but thank you. I love, I loved being able, one of my favorite things about college was being able to learn from so many amazing dancers. I and I mean, I felt the same way watching you and jazz and you, you know, I mean, it's like, it's just so fun how we got to learn from each other in that way and inspire each other. It's something that I, that I miss, you know, to this Ugh. day, because that was so special. Thank you so much. Like it was so special. It's crazy. You know, with it Taylor really and I was. doing this, like we've realized how many, like not only did we get to watch each other in college and see all these people, just you kind of like take things and put it in your dance pocket, but it's crazy. The careers everyone's gone on to have, and then we can like reach out. To, like there's just, it's a plethora of alumni. And it's, I'm so, I think we're all Absolutely. on the same page. Just so thankful. This but, podcast yeah. is really a selfish way for Alex and I to check in with all of our friends. So consider Literally. this our union. I love it. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's how cool is it that you have that many friends that are, you know, <laughs> that are still so close to you and that have gone on to do so many wonderful things, including yourselves, you know? So it's, it's really, really cool. Thank you. But, well, well, let's, let's talk more on that point of the wonderful and great things that we did post-college. Can you describe your transition after graduating? Um, Cause we went into company work, correct? Sure. Yeah. So actually after graduating, because I really felt shaped as a ballet dancer at U of A, I mean, obviously I, I feel so lucky because even though I felt a little pigeonholed in the ballet world, but then I still got to do be a punctuation mark, you know, be an exclamation exactly. point, Sam Watson's dance and, you know, do those other things that I think always kept me a little bit outside of that really like strict ballet box. But anyway, but I, I did feel like I was supposed to go to a ballet company out of school because that's the main thing that I had been performing in. I had had so many amazing opportunities in college that had pushed me to grow. And I felt like that was what I was meant to do. So I actually danced with City Ballet of San Diego um, right outside my first year out of school, um, which was like, I mean, I loved living in San Diego. I was a block from the beach and two blocks from the bay. And I like rode my little beach cruiser everywhere. And um, and I got to dance. Actually, our first show, kind of speaking to this point again, was a, a contemporary show. And most of the dancers were more like strict ballet dancers. So I got to dance a principal role in the very first show, which was, and it was funny because my whole life, I've always felt like I was like a little too funky to be like a ballerina, but then like, 
not cool enough to be like the jazz or like contemporary dancer. So I've always, I think sometimes I see it as a weakness, but actually it ended up like getting me the things that I've gotten, you know, of course, because you're, you're versatile and those opportunities are out there. You just have to just have totally. to and it's not always it. about being the best at this or the best at this but being able to like do everything you know to like an, an extent um so anyway so I, I danced there um for a season and there were a lot of good things there were a lot of hard things I think ultimately I felt after coming from college where I was so inspired by so many different dancers and being around so many styles I felt very caged and very boxed and I wasn't super happy just because I just felt like there was so much more that I wanted to be doing. Um, and so I knew after my first season, even though I had had some amazing opportunities and met some amazing people and, you know, all the things that they did a lot of Balanchine work, which that was a hard thing to leave because I love dancing Balanchine choreography. So that was a hard thing to leave. And you're but so knew- good at it. Just for our listeners. She, she's like... Fantastic at it. Well, I didn't really do it till college. Like that's one of those things they gave me that, you know, and then I, so I wanted to keep doing it, but so I was kind of feeling a little confused after that because I was like, ah, well, and in a ballet company, you know, you just work your way up. And so I didn't really want to go back to the bottom of someplace else. And um, so I had had a few friends that danced to Odyssey Dance Theater, Sean Viator, who I know you guys interviewed, um, being one of them. And I had seen him, his posts, and he just looked so happy. And I had seen pieces that the company had done, and they went to Germany every year. And it just looked like a place that I wanted to be. And so it was like towards the end of my year, at City Ballet of San Diego and I auditioned at Odyssey and I was told right there at the audition that I had a spot for like their first show and the beginning of their season and I was it just felt like a dream like the energy was so amazing and it was it was very different than a ballet company feel and it was just so like inspiring and everyone was so happy to be dancing and my favorite thing about Odyssey was that everyone kind of like U of A like everyone could do everything, but then everyone had their little niche. Like, so even at Odyssey, I was like the ballet dancer and I always had my point shoes on, but then I'd go do the ballroom piece or I'd get to do the tap piece and like, or I'd do the hip hop piece and be like, kind of like crying in the rehearsal, but then I'd like look okay (laughs) on stage in the back row. You know what I mean? Like, but I still got to do those other things. And so again, it's kind of just this like thread through my life of like, it kind of kept creeping back in that I really wanted to be doing everything, even though ballet was kind is kind of my niche, but I was able to keep doing it. So anyway, that was my, I danced at City Ballet of San Diego, then went to Odyssey. I was there for three seasons. I actually, we can go there or not, but I had a very bad injury my first season. I fractured my shin, was out for a year and a half. I had a huge surgery. I, have a I remember that. Yeah, now that you say that. Down. So that's a part of my life that I, you know, it's like so crazy that it happened because it was such a dark time and I didn't know if I was going to dance after that. And um, so being where I am now, I just feel so lucky looking back. And I feel lucky because my director at Odyssey had me back after that. And I mm-hmm. truly think if he wouldn't have trusted me to come back, I wouldn't have had something to like get back to. And I just would have been like floating. I was so afraid to jump again. I was so afraid to do certain things. And I think if I wouldn't have been in a company where I felt supported by fellow dancers and where I had like goals to reach, I don't know what would have happened truly. So that was after my first like half a season that happened. And then I was out and then I went back and then I was there for two more full seasons. 
And it was kind of like just a role, you know, my first season back, I was still kind of being babied and couldn't do stuff. And then my last season there, I got to dance some amazing principal roles. And um, a lot of U of A folk were there with me. And we just had the best time touring in Europe together. And um, I was teaching at Ballet West while I was there. Like I had this beautiful little life in Salt Lake City that I really, it was one of one of my favorite parts of my life thus far. So that was a really amazing um it was a great step after U of A because I got to like incorporate everything from U of A um, at Odyssey. Kind of absolutely. So. That sounds like such a beautiful, like a well, <clears throat> a well woven like fabric of like you said the word thread, like these common threads coming together. So that's yeah. amazing. Um, I definitely want to circle back and talk about um, your injury in a little bit, but let's keep riding this train. So Odyssey. Now you've had the um, after dancing in that company, um, you went on to book and perform in some amazing iconic dance Broadway shows. So um, both of them being, <clears throat> excuse me, an American in Paris and cats. Um, can you talk a little bit about the audition process for one or both of them and um, how that was being a primarily ballet technician, Trina going into a Broadway musical theater audition. I mean, was it like flashbacks from Oklahoma age six? <laughs> <laughs> I also, I also want to know too, like if you got sent on it, like through an agency or if it was like open call union, all that yeah. stuff. So let us it's, all know. It's actually, it's fun to relive it because I, it's something I don't think about a lot. And then when I do, I like, it's a moment in my life that I like wish I could go back and relive again because it was such a special surreal, like how is this happening to me kind of moment. I was actually, so I wasn't planning to leave Odyssey. I was so happy there. I was actually in Europe on tour um, it was like the end of our tour. And one of my friends in the company, his name is Lance. And he texted me and he was like, Hey, Laura, I just want to let you know, I just saw this audition next week for an American in Paris. Like, I think you should go. And I, and I think he like wanted to go too, but he wasn't sure if he could go. And I had this weird, like feeling, I was like, I think I need to go to this. And I had seen the show on Broadway and just was like, oh my God, if I could, like, but it felt so out of reach. Like, I just felt like, cause I wasn't equity. It felt something that was such a dream, but that was just so, was never going to happen. And I never wanted to move to New York without something booked because I just, I, I would, I was happier like having a company and being, doing what I love than like, I didn't want to work seven jobs and be, and then like not do what I wanted to do. So anyway, tangent, but, um, I, so Lance texted me about this audition and I literally, I was in Spain actually at this point, And I was like, I'm booking a, a flight to New York from, I, I was going back to Utah the next week. And I was like, I'm booking a flight unknowing, like not knowing if I was going to get even seen at the audition because I was not equity, but I was like, no, I'm doing this, you know? So I, I booked a flight and I went back to Utah Got, got my stuff, flew to New York. And if you're non-equity, um, I had heard about it, but I had never done it. Like you wake up at 4am and you put your name on a list. It's like, and then the order of the list, if they happen to see non-equity, they'll like read the order of the list. So I like went to Pearl Studios at, cause I was like, I flew in for this. Like I'm getting my name on this list. 4am. I, I like go to the studios. There's, um, there's no list. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, like I think I like Google. I was like, am I supposed to make the list? So I like went to CVS, like bought tape to like tape the list on the thing. I don't think you I even made the list. I, I made oh the list, but I don't think I even like did it right. Like I just was like, my name's on the list and I like stuck it there. And then I like went and got Starbucks or something like the building wasn't even open yet. 
So I like made the list and I was like, well, I don't know. So I went back like when it was time to go in. And I think that, I think my list was like still going, like people were on the list. Like <laughs> I have chills. And so, I mean, it's, I have, yeah, I actually think I kind of had forgotten about that part of the story until reliving it right now. Until right I, now. <laughs> I, I literally went and bought tape. Like I didn't have anything like, obviously I didn't have tape to tape the list up. So I, I bought the tape, I taped the list. So I went up and, you know, we're all stretching and, I remember hearing that there was a, a pretty good chance that they were going to see non-equity because they were looking for ballerinas and a lot of strong ballerinas might be coming from companies or from elsewhere in the world. So I was very hopeful. And so we found out, I think pretty early on, actually that we were that they were going to see non-equity. So I was like, okay, like, you know, I get to be seen, you know? So first we went in, you know, I think like 20 at a time, we did like a waltzy balance combination with a pirouette and I made it past the first cut. And I remember I was like, oh my God, you know, I like heard my name and I was like, oh my God, like I made it past, you know, there were like 500 people there, but I was like, yes, I made it past the balance cut, you know, texted my mom. And then we learned like this other little combination. And I, I just had this sense from the woman who was running the audition. Like, you know, when you, it's a sense that I rarely feel because usually I'm like, there's no way I'm booking this. But from the very beginning, I just felt this connection. You know, you can tell when someone's watching you, you can tell. And so anyway, so we did this ballet combination, um, Christopher Wheeled and choreography. Like I was, I was in heaven. Like it was so much fun. Um, and I made it past that cut. And um, I, like every time I'm sure I'm not going to hear my name, you know, and they, and so then we did this like jazzy combination and um, kind of to my point, again, there were like New York city ballet dancers around me who could dance like technically ballet wise were much better dancers than I, but then like we get to this kind of funky jazzy section and make it through the cut and they get cut, you know? And I'm like, what is happening? Like these people are these, you know? So every time I was so shocked and then we did a little tap section and like, I grew up tapping. So like, you know, I made it past the cut. And so at the end of the day, I think there were like, this was the open call. So there were, you know, none of us were equity, none of us had agents. And I think there were like eight or 10 of us left. And so at this point I got to, you know, speak to them and casting agent and the woman running the the audition were like, who, you know, where, what's your story? Like, who are you? You know, I didn't have anything on my resume as far. And so I, I pulled them and I remember I was supposed to sing a Gershwin song, but I didn't feel good about my Gershwin song. So I sang the song that now it's a joke. I literally have sung it for every audition I've ever, like they, it's called, I'm not afraid of anything. It's from songs for a new world. And if they ask for like an exactly. up-tempo, I yep. make it fast. And if they ask for a ballad, I like string it out. And if they ask for jazzy, I like, so, so anyway, smart. I sang it and they were like, Do, you know, they, and they were very, I can, I'm not a leading lady, but I grew up singing too. Like I, you know, I grew up doing vocal lessons. So I think they were pleasantly surprised being a ballet dancer. They were like, Oh my gosh, like, do you have a Gershwin song? And I said, yes, but I don't feel as good about it, but I sang it. And then they were like, that was great. Why didn't you want to sing anyway? So we had this great like banter. I felt, you know, there's this, you think it's going to be so scary, but they, in this particular situation, they couldn't have been more friendly. And they said, um, just get, they, we had come up that I wasn't from there. And I had like a, a, uh, what's it called? A bachelorette party that weekend in Utah for my friend that I was in her wedding. And so they were like, are you able to stay this week? And I was like, yes, I, I can stay till tomorrow, but I have a, like, you know, anyway. So they said, we know we're just giving you a heads up. We're definitely going to want you to come back in tomorrow. Tomorrow is like the invited call. So mm. I was like, oh my gosh, like it just, it all was just a dream. Like every step of it just felt you know, you just don't think it's going to happen to you. Like, you're just like, this isn't so, and I still didn't, you know, at this point I still didn't. So I go back the next day and now this is an invited call. So it's all the people that have been on the list from before. It's everyone with agents. It's, you know, and there's, there's 
300 more people there. And so, and they all, it's a lot of people that have auditioned. I get like one of my good friends that we booked it together. He had auditioned seven times, you know, so there's all these people that they really knew. We basically did the whole day again. We started with the ballet combinations and the jazz combination and they kept making cuts. And so now I'm at the end of this day. And then there were like 20 guys, 20 girls. Um, we did a ton of partnering. And so, and they, I like, got to demonstrate with the guy who was teaching the partnering and it just it just all felt so it it just was like an amazing experience and I felt like I was like in the right place at the right time and so anyway I'm talking long about this but so that whole day happened and again at that the end of that day I think there were like five girls and five guys left so it was pretty whittled at this point and I was like I had literally just blown like I just didn't expect anything you know and so um and the, uh, it was just it's just the mo most amazing choreography so that happened and then I flew back to Utah and it was kind of like okay I don't really know you know what's going to happen now. And so, um, actually I do remember one thing during, we were doing the jazz portion and I remember hearing the woman at the front say, and I could tell she was talking about me and she said she would make a really good swing. And I heard her say that. And I was like, okay, well, that's good that they think they're like thinking about something. So anyway, so I went back to Utah, went to the wedding, like, you know, was kind of trying to think that nothing was going to happen. And then Christopher Wheeldon was actually choreographing like another show at city center, like a, a few week thing. And so I had gotten, I can't remember how I got the audition for that, but I got an audition for that. So I flew back to New York and the day I landed, I got a call from the agency and they said, Hey, Laura, is there any chance you're in New York and you can come in tomorrow for American in Paris? <laughs> we actually, yeah, it was all so, I was at Whole Foods. I remember like I was at Whole Foods, like getting some dinner. I always just at Whole Foods. Good yeah, things happen at Whole Foods. And I was like, actually, I just got to New York. Like, yes, I'll be there. And I was there a few days early. Like it just happened so weirdly perfectly again. And so this day, actually, they were looking for a guy, but they had me and two other girls and then these guys and after the we did all this partnering they filmed everything and after the audition they asked the girls how the guys did so they were like oh. trusting us to like get they were like hiring an immediate guy at that point so anyway so that happened it was another like good chance to get seen by them and then I think it was like a week or two later that I got an email from the casting agency and they they knew that I was like planning to go back to my company and that I was kind of it, this was a weird like somehow they knew like we had this great banter going on and they knew that they kind of had to let me know because I was going to go back to my company and they basically said hey we want to let you know that we don't have an official contract for you at this moment but we want you for the show so like you can plan to come and be in America in America in Paris starting in a few months and I was like it, I, I remember I was like getting the email and so anyway so that's kind of like how it all happened and um I then I think I started in September of so I think I auditioned in like July and then I started in September and um I yeah that was that was the uh oh I'm losing my head that was the process and I just it it felt like the biggest dream come true and it I just it was the right place at the right time and the right like I could just kind of do everything that they wanted me to be able to do with the right look with the right mm -hmm. height with the, like there were just so many things out of my control and then things in my control too that I had worked hard for um but yeah and then we jumped on the road I start I was a swing so I did six different tracks and amazing it was my first tour and I was learning all these tracks and learning them on the road and um but it's yeah it's a world like shot out of a cannon like yeah talk about yes like your first show 
and it's and you're a swing and it's a tour and like you just said it has every genre of dance in it and it's like very technical have to keep up with yourself which i want to dive into a little bit more but like what a um beautiful opportunity to to flourish and learn and wow that's that's like i have chills hearing that story so and you talk about it earlier saying like you know what your Mm. niche is but you also did other things and like we talked about it in our 20th episode we were saying like okay, know what, what you're good at, but also don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Cause even just Absolutely. breaking out of that comfort zone, you pick up skills, like l- taking jazz class and hip hop class and tap helps ballet. Like it Absolutely. all it helps your confidence. It's like a full, like three yeah. things. So I love that you said that without us asking you that. It's amazing. Totally. Well, and again, it's like, you don't have to be the best one at the room. You know, I, I was so nervous when I saw these like ballet dancers from New York city ballet, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm not going to get like immediately your head goes to that place of like, Oh, I'm not going to get it. But then like, it's the jazz combination where you have yeah. to be a little more funky or the top combination. And I'm like, no, I can do this. I just did this for four years at school. Like I, you know, trying to like, keep it out of your head and just be like, no, like I got this, you know, easier said than done. But, um, yeah. Amazing. And so when, so you also did cats. So with that, both those touring experiences, how do you balance learning tracks on the road, staying healthy, staying, um, in like, not, not your best shape, but mentally strong so that you're able to do all these things just with both of those shows. How was that? Yeah. Just kind of talking about touring too, because it's something even I've been curious about as someone that's never been on tour. Like how was tour life? Absolutely. I mean, tour life was honestly amazing. I, it overall, it was amazing. I will say I am a creature of habit and I am a routine person. So it was another thing on top of all those things that you've listed that was like, at first a bit of a challenge, you know, I was kind of, I was like, how am I get like, ah, I hope I can handle this. And I think what worked, what I've found is that like each city, you just kind of find your little like routine in that city while still exploring and doing other things. But I just would kind of have to like find my constants and then have those be the things that kept me grounded. Um, but yeah, it definitely, especially the first few months of each tour. I mean, I was in the like i mean i learned most of my tracks for american in paris off of the ipad of small little version of the show and so i would just be for hours just sitting there deciphering right left right you know you and the hardest thing i think about american in paris was the dancers move these huge set pieces i mean these little ballerinas are in point shoes pushing these like 300 pound counters and my very first move on was with this panel like seven foot panel that i had to there were i think we there were like 495 spike marks on our stage that would be like light blue and then a little bit darker blue and if you were off by one spike mark you would break someone's foot so that honestly the dancing i was like i can figure that out but that was absolutely terrifying to me because a it was like sets that need that put the background it it was brilliant by christopher wielden because it was part of the choreography and it made the show so beautiful because it was like this illustrated choreographic like set moves and but as a dancer it was terrifying and i had never touched it you know i had never done that so anyway so that was really hard and i that i couldn't really learn until i was like on stage with right. the set piece you know but anyway i I think, yeah, I think just so much studying, so much rehearsing. And then for me, I am a class person. You probably know that. Like I love, I love being able to keep my technique up, but I also just love the, like, um, the structure of class and like starting a day at the bar and stuff. So 
I was actually really lucky. Christopher Leelden made them give us a stipend for classes on the road because it was such a ballet heavy show. So one of my favorite parts about touring was that we got to in each city, like dance with whatever ballet company was there and go take class with them. And so for a week we were like a part of like ballet West or a part of, you know, like we we rehearsed in San Francisco for four weeks at first, because that's where they were, they were there. So I was at Lions for four weeks and I love Lions. So we were taking class there. So that was really cool. And that did not happen on cats where they, found that for us. So I then took it upon myself to like reach out to all the companies and I would each week I would be with a new company. And sometimes I was all by myself and sometimes another dancer would join me, but that was something that like I needed, um, especially doing the same show every single night, eight times a week. I think it's so important to keep your body moving in other ways and, um, just kind of keep that base level of technique. And then also, which is a hard thing for me, like also learning when I shouldn't, like when I need to take a break because I do have eight shows a week and like, maybe I shouldn't go to class this morning, you know, which is sometimes harder for me than, um, just going. But so I would say class and then like finding a cute local coffee shop. I love coffee and I love exploring a city in that way. So I loved, like, I feel like once I found like where I was taking class and where I was having coffee in a city, I was like, okay, I got this. Um, and then it's really fun to get Airbnbs in different cities to feel like you actually live there. They give you what's called a buyout where, um, they give you the money for the hotel and then you can find an Airbnb so you can get with a friend and like find a cute spot, you know, in downtown or so that, that was really fun. Um, I don't know. I kind of thrive on chaos and like fast paced things. So the tour life actually like was pretty exciting to me. And I would just love like going all day and seeing, and and we also did plenty of fun things in each city. Once I felt a little more comfortable with my tracks. And I think it was important to take the time to do that as well. And like, be like, okay, what are the things I want to do in this city too? So I'm not just like buried in a book the whole time. And I'm, you know, if we're in all these different places, you might as well experience that. So um, I don't know if I really answered your question, oh, that was perfect. <laughs> but your, your like through line is take things upon yourself. You get to an audition. There's not a, uh, a, a non-equity list there. You make it yourself. I'm, make it. I'm still dead doing... that you made yeah. the list. You <laughs> not made doing the list. Classes. Like I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to the studios and the companies and make sure I do. I, because totally. we get so stuck in like, this is how things are always doing. So if someone's not doing it for me, like why? And we need to take things upon and ourselves for what we need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And dancer mindset is like, oh, well, I don't want to be, it's like, I feel like we live in this, like off in a wing and we're like, oh, I don't want to go on stage. It's not my, like, I don't want to step anyone's toes. Like, no, step on the toes. Like you have to realize realize your worth and you have to, it's, it's the flip of the switch from going from, oh, this is an audition and this mentality. I'll do whatever it takes to get the role to be like, okay, I'm an established dancer. I'm an adult. I'm a professional and I know my well being and and I need to stand up for it. To be my best. Absolutely. And that's, you make a good point. That I think is a big difference too in the ballet versus like theater world. In the ballet world, like you are just, it's so ingrained that you're not supposed to speak up, that you sit there and do exactly as you're told. And you, and I've, and I think I kind of had a bit of a culture shock going into the theater world because, well, of course, you're still supposed to be respectful and, you know, but I do feel like it's a little more of like we have a union, like we stand up for our rights. Absolutely. This is what I need. This is what, it's expected. And so I remember at first being a little like, Oh, we're allowed to, Oh, I can ask. Oh, you know, and of course there's a a level of respect and a level of like, 
okay, there's still a wall of like things you do and things you don't do. But yeah, it's like, especially when you're on the road and you're traveling and like there, you have to do what's going to work for you and respectfully do it um, and find ways. And then other, you know, other dancers are like, oh, there's class. Oh, can I come to exactly. class? Oh my gosh, how did you do that? I'm like, I just literally looked at the email and I emailed them and now I'm friends with them and we still are in touch. Like, you know, then you have new connections too. So it's exactly. like, I've taught master classes for places now that I just went and took class, you know, or it ran, you know, any number of things, but, um, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. One last thing. If you can leave us with like one of your funniest moments, it could be in an audition, in a class on stage with all of your performance experience. So just one of your funniest ones that you want to leave us with. Okay. Actually. So one of my funny, I hope it's, I hope it's like a funny story. Acted out, but so for American in Paris, we had all these big sets, like I said, and uh, there was this huge giant topiary, like a like six foot plant. And I had to do this like arabesque and like take, push it off the stage. And I don't think I had ever touched this topiary and so it's <laughs> a big, beautiful transition. And then afterwards there's like four spotlights where the principal actors stand and start singing. So everyone was moving. I go to flip this topiary and it tips over and I'm in heels and I'm mounting Like I'm literally standing like with the topiary between <laughs> my legs good, and I cannot good, move great. because it is so heavy and it is so stuck and I was standing there like and so the principal who was about to like go into the spotlight and start singing he was like the only person that could help me so he's supposed to be in his spotlight but he comes over and he like gets this topiary out from under my legs and we like wheel it off together and I just remember all the other dancers they couldn't help me initially because they were taking their own things off but afterwards they were all just like peeing there like on the ground just like dying <laughs> laughing and there's laura straddling the topiary yes. over <laughs> stage <laughs> left a freaking topiary um so that was definitely a, a funny moment that i was so embarrassed but then you know like it didn't no one got hurt like yeah that's all that matters the story wasn't really messed up and i have a funny story about my mounting of the topiary so i love that so much yeah it's hard when you're on stage like you when something bad happens you're just like wait what do i like it happens in slow motion yeah it's tough absolutely you're in a new situation and you're like i don't know i don't know what i'm supposed to do so (laughs) yeah amazing well laura thank you so so much for your time today it's you're just i like your energy is infectious and it's so great to see your beautiful face so if um for our listeners if you want to keep up with laura (laughs) there's a funny story behind this i wish we could dive into it she's on instagram (laughs) at yuzz that's y-u-z-z-z one two so definitely give her a follow keep up with her um laura thank you so much for everything um we appreciate you and hope we get to dance together again soon Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a treat to see your beautiful faces. Hopefully in person next time. Aw, likewise. I can't wait to like go go take class. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And not a topiary. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.